Hello, and welcome to another edition of Hide and Go Seek. I'm your host for this week. Uh, I'm Brandon. Joining me here today is my very special guest and co-host for tonight, Zach. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing, Brandon? You may remember Zach from the last episode we did together, the the comic book movie Wishlist, uh, part one. And I just realized I ignored Zach's question entirely. I'm doing well, Zach. Thank you for asking. No, I don't care anymore. It's over. <laughs> Politeness gone. Out the window. Speaking of out the window, the sharp-eared listeners of Hide and Go Seek will probably notice that Ryan, our usual host, is not here with us today. Unfortunately, he is on assignment from the Hide and Go Seek offices. He is currently visiting the Burger King for the gala of the Burger Kingdom. Unfortunately, again, his last transmission has told us he is currently embroiled in an assassination attempt against the Burger Prince. The only the only suspects we have at this time are the Burger Duke, the evil uncle of the Burger Prince, the Arby's hat, and the Wendy's girl. We send our thoughts and prayers out to Ryan currently and hope he returns safely, soundly, and hopefully with many secrets of the Burger Kingdom. Thank you for your patience. I'm but, hungry. <laughs> aren't we all? That's that's our main theme of Heingo Seek. We are hungry. But tonight, we are hungry for a different kind of food. We are hungry for comic book movies. That doesn't make any sense. You don't eat comic book movies. Don't eat don't eat movies, people. That's well, very dangerous. Well, if you do eat comic book movies, you can see me after class. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. But, speaking of uh, people listening, I think it's about time we move into our listener suggestions section. Yay! Thank you. So I'm very excited about this. Last time I asked for anyone's suggestions. What were people thinking? What were people clamoring for for the next comic book movie? We got some really great ones. Very excited. Uh, first up is from listener Anj, who says Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. That's a great choice, Anj. Uh, and we heartily get behind that choice. Now we're going to move on to the next one. Which is, let me check my notes real quick. <clears throat> uh, Brandon, 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 wait, that was, that was it. There was, there was no one else. That was all we got. That was, that was all the replies. Wait, what? That was that, it. That's what, that's it, all was, that. it was just the one. That's all that there was. That's it. Anyway, that concludes our section of listener suggestions. Yay! Thank you, Thank you to Anj for that great suggestion i gotta say though that's an awesome i can't believe neither of us said that last time i completely blanked on that i, I feel so bad yeah. i honestly think that's destined to be a movie i i i'm thinking at least a year from now we're gonna hear about some news like hbo tv series like they're gonna why not a game of thrones and you know no more thrones now we're gonna have to get a saga yeah i, I could see that. who does uh who does power i've never seen it but that's a that's another one oh right? um yes uh that was Brian Michael Bendis and Michael uh, Oming, I think, is the artist. Yeah, so uh, that's a and that's a TV show, right? That uh, that was did not do so unfortunately. well. Unfortunately, it did all right. It got to two seasons, which is pretty good for a a PlayStation 
exclusive. Brandon, your listeners network. can't see your cringing face. You have to be <laughs> honest to them. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that preview and heard it was on the PlayStation Network exclusively. Ah, see, that's what I wasn't sure what network it was on, but it, hey, he's putting that out there. That makes all it's the a difference. Little, it felt like the death nail. I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's what you're going with. Unfortunately, but to anyone who enjoyed it nice i'm glad um, you had those two seasons hey you're allowed to have your have life opinions enjoy those moments <laughs> anyway if <clears throat> moving on if you're uh if you had not listened to our last episode or forgot or you are under some kind of spell and and have no more memories or you have amnesia all of the above maybe you may have forgotten our last time uh, I was joined by Zach, we talked about the comic book movies that don't exist, the ones that we wish would exist, but have not come to fruition because of, you know, certain circumstances. Maybe a director we wish could have hand- handled the reins for a, a character, or a storyline we wish we could have seen adapted. And we talked about what are our ideas? What would we do if we had infinite control and infinite money of every property we could have. And this is why you're all going to give us money, because we're amazing and <laughs> right. And so we're going to go right back into that. We promised a part two, and we had a lot of great ideas. I forgot all of mine, because I do not have my notebook. That's how I do things. But we're going to go into this you know, full-hearty, full-barreled Brandon. You're going to get this coming at you. It's going to be off the top of my head or stuff I've been thinking about on my way to work when I'm trying not to scream at people on 422 when I'm going in every day. But first of all, we teased a very special uh, conclusion to Zach's uh, previous list of movies. And I'm going to hand the reins off to him. Um, uh, one sec, we're, we're going to call her in right now? Um, yeah, one sec. Uh, uh, your name... Uh, one sec, can you, can you speak a little louder, caller? Uh, it's, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, sir. Oh, Jimmy? Okay, uh, what did you, what do you want to say? Did you want to, do you want to comment on the current issues of Brandon and Zach's comic book? I actually thought I was calling, um, uh, WIP Morning Show, so I'm a little confused what's going on right now. Oh, WIP Morning Show, uh, that's Tommy Tim and the Zoo Crew. I, we get that mixed up a lot, uh, we're in the same office, we're right next door, uh, they, can you just transfer me? I really don't, I, this is uncomfortable. Give this me, is... uh, okay. Um, um, I'm sorry guys. This Jimmy is, uh, Jim, Jim, you need to calm down. All right. Like we're, we're here. We're on a radio show. We're trying to do our best here. You, you, yeah. you don't, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't, I don't really care for comics. Oh, that's how it's going to be. What we're is this? <laughs> Zach is currently taking off his shirt. He's trying to locate Jimmy or Jim the caller but we're going to have to take a jimmy i'm gonna need your name and address uh last name first by the way oh oh no we we lost jimmy oh how jimmy jimmy bad. oh that's that means we'll get him later we'll get him yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna hunt that son of a anyway anyway i'll it's make fine. sure it doesn't no, it's happen fine. it's but... fine no it's fine no it's fine it's fine he's just ruining my day but yes so i'm going to let zach he's going to get up on the mic and tell you all about his exciting conclusion to it was spider-man we did talk about a little bit so so we're gonna we're gonna dive in this because to quickest of recaps 
last episode I had said that I was building stuff up for a big finale. And uh, so so we're almost at the finale. Right. Um, and that being said, I have three, two movies that build into this third movie. So uh, okay, we'll get into that finale soon enough, guys. And it, just another reminder, I'm not sure if anyone remembers this, but my list from top to bottom was incidentally and accidentally most realistic to least realistic. I don't right, know if you remember right. that. Yeah. 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 So, so we're well past the halfway mark. So these are all just like crazy <laughs> balls to the walls. Not possible the at this point. Yeah. Just <laughs> no holds barred. Yeah. Okay. That's how we like to do things around here. So my first one that we're going to get into here is the one and only controversial beyond all belief, beloved by all, hated by many, superior spider-man um i i mean i think brandon you can agree with me that this needs to be a movie at some point in our lives i don't care if it's on tv i don't care if it's something we make in the backyard (laughs) superior spider-man needs to be a storyline that's on screen hands down one of my favorite spider-man stories and for for listeners at home that that don't know uh superior spider-man was a about a two-year uh run of uh on the on the main Spider-Man title, where the writer, um, Dan Slott, he took over, he had been writing, and he had changed the title to Superior Spider-Man, because, shocker, no, not, not, no, not him, the not, other one, not him, um, it was Dr. Octopus, he actually switched bodies with Spider-Man, so Dr. Octopus's brain was inside of Spider-Man, taking over his body, taking over all of his power, his actions, but, in the course of doing so, uh, with Peter Parker, ever the smart one, he was able to transfer his memories and his experiences to Doc Ock. So it was basically, it was Doc Ock with the the pain and the trauma that Spider-Man uh, has gone through, but now he has the powers of our arachnid friend. So that was the Superior Spider-Man run. Fantastic. If you have the chance, do pick it up. Fan. It's one of my favorite Spider-Man runs, and definitely Slot's best work with Spider-Man. Definitely, um, it was just one of the most groundbreaking things that was written for Spider-Man at all, let alone especially by Slot. Right, right, um, right. So, that being said, I, I, I don't know how I would address the story of it because Superior Spider-Man, I think, needs to be a one-movie show. Like, you can't have yeah. a Superior series. It's got to be yeah. like this is the movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I, I would assume, um. I'll keep this as spoiler-free to anyone that's actually interested in the comics, but, like, the main villain's gotta include, besides Doc Ock, obviously, it's gotta be Green Goblin, it's gotta be, um, uh, was it Electro? No. Um, oh, Smythe. Alistair Smythe. Yeah. Um, Great character. So, so like, like the, it, it, it's, again, it's a two-year arc, but somehow a two-hour movie has to be made for that. You could do that. It's yeah. tough, but you just gotta pick the right plot uh, to overall. Now, yeah. so that's, again, so so that is my, one of my favorite ideas is this being a movie. Now, what my favorite part about this, though, is I actually have casting choices. Really? Um, which, if you remember our last episode, is very new to me. But this is something <laughs> I have, I have actually addressed this to many a people. I stand so firmly on this idea that these two actors need to play Peter Parker and Otto Octavius, respectfully. And that is, 
and I'm going to butcher their names, but it's John Krasniski and Rain Wilson, who you, the listener, you might know them as Jim and Dwight of the U.S. office. Wow. Um, I think that if you literally take Jim and Dwight, those two are perfect personifications of Peter Parker and Otto Octavius. Like, Dwight has that nerdy but firm and very serious personality. He's very antagonistic. Very antagonistic, very aggressive, but also laughably aggressive yes yes which is <laughs> That's uh, something you need for a super role. everyone in Otto octavius was it was it was he had these mechanical arms and he was fearsome and scary and determined yeah. but at the end of the day a punch to his skull was all it took yeah um and then there's weakling. there's peter parker who is your witty uh clown who can be extremely shy when he's just peter parker and not spider-man right, right. um arguably tall and handsome and <laughs> just overall like one two knockout punch kind of guy and yeah. i think jim has that persona i think he does yeah he's funny charming just great look to him he really nails that kind of like an everyday kind of guy but has something more going on that makes you like him yeah and now this is the key ingredient to the superior spider-man okay. movie the, the little dash or something. And yeah. it's still... So So my biggest surprises are out there. It's these it's this two casting choices. This is all I got. But this movie, this, this is the best part. I'm intrigued. Superior Spider-Man, as we've said, is about Otto Octavius' mind in Peter Parker's body. Right. So what happens is, even though Peter's talking, you would hear Otto's thoughts. So imagine Dwight's thoughts <laughs> and then having Jim say them. Wow. Yeah, that is, that's a great pairing. That's Having Jim fantastic. standing there and he hears Dwight in his head, <laughs> like that's 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 the kind of idea wow. here. That it's I just think, I think those two would be great as Peter Parker and Otto yeah. Octavius in general. But if you had the chance to make a superior Spider-Man movie with that idea of the being in the other's head, yeah, I that's that's my goal. That's I my key. It. That's my that's my ticket to ride that's right fantastic. there. <laughs> Had to include one of those references, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least one. That's fantastic. That's a... Really took me by surprise, that casting choice. is very inspired, but works incredibly well. Thank you. Uh, for those who don't know, um, John Krasinski was actually close to playing Captain America before Chris Evans was cast. I forgot all about that. Which I do crazy. remember that, though. Yeah. He was the runner-up, right? Yeah, I think he was, he was almost there. He was just... Just barely, I mm-hmm. think, just like uh, close second. Which I think he's—it's really tough because Chris Evans really, really nails that performance as Captain America. I can't see anybody else now. It's I feel like Krasinski difficult. would have been a great Captain America, but you're absolutely right that Chris yeah. Evans just—he's got he's, it. He pretty much is. He pretty much is Captain America outside of <laughs> the now, movies too. I do hope. And I, I didn't say this before, but obviously this is an older Peter Parker. Like, this right, is right. his 30s, like 30s maybe, late yeah, 20s, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. Um, now, the, all this aside, again, this is a dream casting for a dream movie. I just want to put my cards on the table and say, I hope he, I hope uh, Jim, John Kravin, Jim, bleh, Krasinski, I hope he gets cast in some Marvel film for something. He would be great. Because he's, he's just... Like I said, he's my dream part, Peter Parker. Yeah. But I mean, he's just got the personality to pull off the superhero vibe. Yeah. He was also close to being Star Lord, also. Man, he is Which just. Is, he is <laughs> just 
so close every time, and then just whoop. I feel like that's a little less. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt destroys that role. Like it's it's tough because like I feel like Star Lord, that particular incarnation of him, you kind of need. And I'm more not, attitude. Yeah, you do need someone. Yeah, a little more gruffness to it. A little more like ed, not an edge, but like a little more of like a chip on his on on his uh, his shoulder for Chris Pratt. Kind of nails that that way of uh, of how he talks and how he kind of acts is a little more aggressive and you know kind of a I don't want to say scumbag, but he's kind of a gross dude. Like, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, here and there, some things he says. Yeah, just kind of. Eh. Like, gross in a good way, but he's a good dude. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think John Krasinski, he's just right there. Funny enough, his, uh, I'm just doling out <laughs> trivia at this point. Um, his wife, uh, Emily Blunt, I don't know if you know her, but, um, she was in Edge of Tomorrow, and she's, she's in a few things. She's in like, a few things, yeah. Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's really good, though. She really, kind of, like, every time I've seen her and stuff, she's great. She's also great in, uh, Sicario, if people haven't seen a fantastic movie by the guy who's doing the new Blade Runner film. Um, yeah. But anyway, she was also she was this close to being Black Widow. Oh, they man. are just getting, they are just getting sucker punched left, and, left right. and right. Yeah, just not doing good. But I, I'm telling you, he's got to be he's got to be something. And and, he's, yeah. and and the reason why I think he's such a good idea for Peter Parker is just because. Like he's got that wit, that humor, that yeah. he he's even got the the uh, uh, what did we just say? Chris Pratt has that he doesn't have uh, like gruffness to him. Right, he's got that, but he doesn't have enough of it. Right, which is why right, I think right, right. it passes as a Peter Parker vibe. Yeah, I can see it. Like yeah, like Peter Parker does have a little bit of a you know like uh, narcissism, I guess you could say. Yes. Like a little bit of like oh, I'm I'm pretty great. Like you know, when, when but he, he wants... whispers it to himself right yeah I mean that's why he puts on the, ma- the, the mask when exactly his, his, when he wants to be when he wants to feel like that he, he's Spider-Man he's a little more a little more snarky a little more kind of a you know he's throwing jokes left and right but so is that uh, so that, that wraps it up that's that's my that's fantastic do you yeah. have any ideas for uh, the Green Goblin man no not even a not even a one. I should probably call call him by the actual name, but Green Goblin. Yeah. The Green Goblin man. I just like calling him that. Uh no, <laughs> I I, uh, I I the Green Meanie. I gotta say, after reading so many Spider-Man comics for Green Goblin and seeing two different incarnations incarnations of him on screen, it's first of all, I I don't know his name, but the whoever plays him in Spider-Man, Rami's Spider-Man. Oh, uh, why can I think of it? Um, Willem Dafoe. Defoe does an amazing job. He's pretty great. However, I, I feel like looking at the comics, it's still very different from comic Green Goblin. Hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right, I'm just right, saying right. I have no idea what I would want out of a Green Goblin actor. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point. You don't really have like a consistent no like feel for him because like you got to play. Yeah, I got someone who's. A little more off the wall, brings a lot of energy to it and a menacing to it. Um, I like how Willem Dafoe brings a lot of sympathy to that character and how he plays him is a little more, he's damaged, which is fantastic. One of my favorite portrayals of the character, but it's really difficult to nail down who that could be. So uh, it really comes down to, it's going to have to be me. I'm going to have to play. You're going to be Green Goblin? Yeah, I'm, I'm the Green Meanie. That's fine. Yeah. The green, the, yeah, that's absolutely fine. As long as I'm your Spider-Man, that's perfect for me. That would be great. Me. I would be really into that. Yeah, we, okay. Well, uh, announcing in production now, 
our Spider-Man movie. Oh my god, we'll our Superior Spider-Man movie where Brandon's voice is in my head the entire time. <laughs> that would be... That would be like kind of a weird Superior Spider-Man movie because it would be a lot of like you about to go save people and you're just like, hey, there's a Taco Bell over there. You should probably go get some real quick. <laughs> you tried... Have you tried... <laughs> Have you tried the Double Tree Lupa box? It is fantastic. Try to get some real quick, yeah. You know what's really funny? The first thing that, or one of the first things we said when we started the Superior Spider-Man pitch was that it could be a bad guard movie if it had to be. Yeah, yeah. So, and now we're here. We full <laughs> circle it. it. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to work on that uh, <laughs> coming this fall. Uh, but anyway, so that's your Superior Spider-Man pitch? That's my Superior Spider-Man. Wrapped up. Yep. Ship it out. Done. That's my new my, my new catchphrase. Never mind. I, I, like, how do you use that as a catchphrase? Just like wrap it up, ship it out. I would dropkick myself so hard if I heard if I just did, did it every day. Just like like some kind of a I keep thinking of it as like a as like a radio show now. It's like yeah, just like wrap it up, ship it out, honk honk. Just like some soundboard. <laughs> ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. yeah yeah. Woo woo. It's. <laughs> Well, what's the what's the family guy? Uh, 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 not the weenie one. The the dingo and the baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we anyway. like that funny. So that's... Oh, uh, Brandon, it looks like we might have another caller coming in. You want? Here, I'll, I'll get this one for you. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, welcome to High and Go Seek. This is the podcast of dreams and memories. Uh, how can we help you today? Hi. Uh, this is uh, this is Bobby Joe. Uh, can you can you play uh, can you play uh, can you play Scorpions for me? I actually, I don't own a single musical song at all, sir. That's okay. Can you play, uh, you play Cheap Trick? Uh, us down, bo- us, us boys down at the auto shop want to hear some good tunes? Sir, I, honestly... Can you just play some music for us? Sir, this is about movies and comic books. Are you, are you calling for me? Or are you do talking you need- about those picture books? Alright, alright, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna, shh, shh, shh. Can you play Beethoven's Fifth? Oh, I guess we lost him. Yeah, I guess the hang-up button does that to him. Oh, that's such a shame. We'll, 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 hopefully he calls back. Maybe we'll be able to play Scorpions for him. But, anyway, now, it's my turn. Then just 45 minutes of silence, because I can't think of anything. (laughs) No, uh, my, I had this idea recently i was thinking of uh you might have had this thoughts it might have had a similar thought to this and uh, i know i've had it for at least uh 10 years now why is there not a black widow movie there's no answer for that <laughs> just every time i've thought of it and just been like why haven't they, they made like you know four of them already that would be awesome wouldn't it the answer is yes it would be awesome i agree um, I, I think that they, they missed that boat, which stinks. I, I yeah. think they, I, I wish they would have made, as you just said, four of them by now. Yeah. <laughs> like that character is amazing. No one dislikes Scarlett Johansson as her. Yeah. I don't think anyone dislikes Black Widow at all, as yeah. far as I know. And there's so much potential with that character. Right. But they they rushed out her backstory in one scene in in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And she's been cast as a side character in every other phase. What are we on three, two? We're on. Uh, we're just on three now. So every other phase two movie, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like she 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 had a good amount of appearances, but it's like why why didn't we get uh 
Um, uh, sorry, folks, for for those of us listening in, the uh, the uh, power some, uh, is some flickering. At technical technical issues. Right Thankfully, uh, we are on mobile devices, <laughs> uh, and we will be back in just a sec. Stay tuned. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, I just had to go in the basement and kick. Oh, sorry guys. Uh, oh, Alexa we're some, uh, is is. I gotta go beat up Alexa. Hold yeah, on. one sec. And we're back. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with some raccoons chewing up the wires. We're almost sure they're gone. Maybe, mostly. but I only had so much flamethrower to shoot at them. So there's just only so much. And raccoons are just. I I mean they're like roaches. They just you, don't die, yeah. right? No, like, they're that's, pretty much invisible. Yeah. 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 And you then, hear them at the walls now. We're, we'll keep recording for as long as we can. I, I just get so... It's there everywhere. But, <laughs> anyway. So, before we were rudely in, interrupted by Electro trying to take over and the raccoons trying to eat the walls, um, we actually were talking about the Black Widow movie that has not happened and needs to happen. Right. So, Brandon, being that this is your pitch, I have uh, a really big question for you in the sense that would you still make a Black Widow movie today... Or would you rather go back and would you have made one earlier? And if so, what would it have been? And I don't know if that's too convoluted of a question, but I'm going to just throw it at you anyway. So take it. That is a fantastic series of questions, and I'm going to stall until I can think of my answers <laughs> for them. <laughs> but no, uh, I, that's a really fascinating question, especially uh, just getting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. With Black Widow, she has changed over the course of the movies, where we've seen her evolve and you know seen more of her in uh, in each film. She's been in, you know, uh, the second and third Captain America film. She was in Iron Man two, the Avengers films, and she's she's great. She shows up all the times, and like uh, it would be it would be interesting. I'm gonna skip to the more when would I uh, when I, what I would have would have wanted to happen. It would have been interesting to see her have her own film, uh, like right after Iron Man two, and it would have changed her character to being a little, a little coarser, a little more rough uh, in terms of being a spy. Because mm -hmm. especially in the comics, she's a, she's a very tough character. She kind of gets into some bad situations, and yeah, she has a lot of different. Her background is very diverse in in all aspects of her <laughs> her, her, her her grit her. Her situations, like you just said, like it, it's, she's an amazing character to explore. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to her. Like she has some, she's a lot of good facets. And at this point, it's, it is interesting to see her, her character evolve. Where she's gotten, I don't want to say softer because that's, it'd be dismissive of the character. But she has gotten more of a team player and kind of shown her, like her, her to be a compassionate person towards other people so my film would take advantage of both of those uh time periods where it would be a combination of not so much prequel but it would be flashbacks to maybe earlier in her career when she was a little more say cold-blooded and a little more uh okay. she would uh, like just cut some throats she had to and when she was on the mission kind of show she's gotten a little bit better over time with handling situations in a non-lethal way but my pitch for it would be that it would be flashbacks to her older career, uh, her o her older older missions in a a John Wick style of action, very 
just you know two fisted and just up close and uh, lots of hand to hand combat, but also lots of gunfights. But I think my framing device for it would be that because of these flashbacks, there's something that happened to her uh, a while back, previously in her career, and she's being haunted by you know some some figure from her past that she's not able to to, to able to shake, and she knows that in, instead of doing this on her own. She's gonna need it. She's gonna. She's gonna need some backup with her, a team, if you will. And that team would include. I would first then introduce uh, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Squirrel Girl. Well, <laughs> close. Spider Woman. Oh, okay. Um, with Jessica Drew, who's a great character. She kind of has some espionage to her her background, kind of Very a little much, more. Yeah. yeah, she's a kind of a, like a just total badass, and she I would introduce her as she's fun with Black Widow. She's like kind of her her confidant and shield. Um, rounding out the team would be uh, I bring Mockingbird in from Agents of Shield TV Ooh. show where she is currently. They've kind of said that she uh, has has faked her death and she's kind of off the grid, but her TV show didn't work out, so I would kind of bring her back into the movies instead. So that would be kind of the three of them. Kind of show this kind of like a trio of these characters. And almost as... <laughs> to kind of change things up, the damsel in distress would actually be Hawkeye. Uh, Clint Barton would be involved in some way, but he would be kidnapped. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, they have to save him. So I'm like kind of showing, you know, he's... As good as he is, he's not. He's not as good as he might think. And try, there was one other, one other character I'm trying to think of from like the Shield, and probably Maria Hill would be in there, kind of. Uh, oh, I would hope as so. the as like kind of like the she's doing this off the books, kind of like no one really knows. So she's she is helping everyone else with this, and I would make it in a uh, Mission Impossible style, like not really like a heist film, but make it very high stakes. A lot of a lot of moving parts and a lot, um, a lot of really big set pieces for, for this character to kind of show that it's uh, in the Marvel universe. There's kind of like an espionage, like spy story, but on this on this big, huge kind of uh, universe that can take advantage of how many elements there are. I mean, you have uh, you have you have the potential to use uh, stuff from like the cosmic universe or the mystical realm with Doctor Strange or Thor bring in something like that or can use the sci-fi elements of other dimensions or even just any kind of time travel anything like that so imagine like Mission Impossible but they have to they'd go through time and like figure something out with that and that's kind of my pitch for a Black Widow movie that sounds pretty sweet. So essentially we got an all-female Mission Impossible cast with a reverse yeah. damsel in distress Hawkeye <laughs> um Thrown in some TV talent to give him a chance at the big dogs, which is always fun. Maria Hill, who I think is still to this day the most underrated character in the MCU. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think this movie sounds great. Now, yeah. here's my question to you, sir. What would your title be? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I would probably title it... Uh, might just do Black Widow. Just straight just up just like... The Black Widow? That's a great title. Instead, like the Black Widow, like this would be almost like a title. Like she is, she is 
the Black Widow. Like almost as a sense of a, like this is this is you learning that she actually has earned this as her title. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, it's not just a code name. It's like a very specific thing for her. Like she's not just calling herself a cute Black Widow title. Yeah. She's she is the Black Widow. This is almost like uh, a reputation to it. Like exactly. people have have uh, you fear the Black Widow. Yeah, when you hear that name, you better run. And kind of a little bit of casting. Um, for Jessica Drew, I would say, to call back to my earlier tri- uh, trivia, Emily Blunt will make a great uh, casting choice for that. Get her in there! <laughs> She's so close. Gotta get her in some way. But anyway, that's uh, my Black Widow pitch for that. Um, and I think it should be made tomorrow. Uh, production should start immediately if we can. I'm not gonna lie. So I... I as I said when we you started bringing this up, like I, I, I kind of think that Black Widow has gone through some tough times, and it could be hard for them to start a Black Widow movie. But honestly, that pitch really makes me want to hear that and see that. Like I, I, I that really does give me hope, or at least thoughts myself that that could actually happen, and that would work really well. Thank you. I was very worried about that entire time. It's like, <laughs> is this going to go well, or is this going to burn up in flames? Every yeah. character I say is being judged harshly by <laughs> Zach and my listeners. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's time to pass the mic over onto Zach and see what he's he's up to. But in a second. Uh, and we're back. Alright. So, yeah. So, okay. Going down my list. So this is the penultimate. That's second to last, right? It is. Correct. Penultimate. Yeah. So, <clears throat> hey, this is the penultimate item on the list. Vocab word of the day, folks. I wish this was a video podcast as well, because Zach <laughs> leaned in and <laughs> put his head down a little bit and winked at the, at the microphone. I did. I didn't so mean to, <laughs> but it happened. But it, it works. I think the listeners should know at home, you just got a very special, like, uh, <laughs> just aside from Zach there. A Zach it, loves all of you, Wink. Yeah, a Wink to you. So, as we talked about, very Spider-Man themed list. We're going down the list. Yeah. And my next title, this is, don't forget, we're getting less and less likely to happen. And this one, I, I would have to almost entirely say, has to be a Netflix slash HBO stars type movie. But this is Spider-Man. Now you're thinking to yourself, Zach, stop drawing time out and, you know, lagging and stalling. Well, listener and Brandon. I was thinking that, yeah. You didn't know that when I said Spider-Man, I'm not talking about web shooters. I'm talking about a spider bracelet. And I'm not talking about a spider-mobile. I'm talking about a leopardon. I'm talking... I'm very intrigued. Takuya Yamashiro... The Japanese Spider-Man. I don't know if I can finish this podcast. I am so excited to hear this pitch. I'm. I feel like I need to like to run a lap around Zach's house right now. I am so pumped up. We will. Maybe we'll take another break. <laughs> That's how excited <laughs> we are. We'll like just go out and just scream for like half an hour because I am jazzed up to hear this pitch. Okay, let's go. So. Honestly, when we talked about making this podcast the first time, yeah. first thing I thought of, but I really? put it low on the list because you know you you want you want to keep you <laughs> listeners listening. Yeah. But, I want to um, go straight into the <laughs> into this one. Yeah, 
So, what really made me think about this is when, when a certain comic was coming out, um, a, uh, a, uh, Marvel had re-released some of the old Japanese, uh, Yamashiro Spider-Man episodes on YouTube right. with English dub. Right. Um, and I think you can actually download them too, I'm not sure. Wow. But yeah, and I had watched, uh, a clip of one, and I gotta say... That stuff was crazy. It literally is a combination of hardcore action Power Rangers and Spider-Man. Wow. Um, it, That's incredible. It, it was. Like, it was amazing. And it's so... And I've, I've seen him in comics, and I've seen him, like... An, it's His reincarnation is always one of the most interesting characters I have ever seen. For listeners at home that don't know this kind of character, how would you... How dare that? you? <laughs> First of all. Uh, educate yourself. Um, first, I, I mean, uh, to kind of to catch them up, what separates uh, the Spider-Man that we know and love? What makes them different from this Spider-Man? That so excellent point. I've been tra- I've been talking about it. I didn't. You're right. I, I I'll des- I'll describe them a little more for you guys. <laughs> no, to get you guys. Uh, kind of invested in this and why I'm so excited to hear about it. So, I forget what year this show came out, but this Spider-Man was a television series on a Japanese broadcast. Right. Um, I want to say the 70s? I think it is 70s. It looks very much 70s. Maybe 80s. They called it, yeah. But, yeah. So, and and what it was, was Spider-Man, the name and the costume was pretty much the only thing that was similar to our Peter Parker Spider-Man of today. Right. Uh, it was essentially about a kid who had a bracelet, which kept his costume in it, almost like the Flash's ring. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. And this kid's name was Takuya Mashiro. And I'm sure I butchered that, but I said it as no. proudly <laughs> as I could. Um, and, yeah, what this kid did was he... Uh, So Takuya Yamashiro, again, was essentially the same thing as Peter Parker. Like right. this was his Spider-Man's alter ego was Yamashiro. Yeah. Okay. So this kid, again, so he was Spider-Man through. He had this bracelet that had his costume, and the bracelet also had it was gadgets type of right. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't spin webs. His 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 bracelet had a rope that would <laughs> lasso out and then like you know come back to him like a like a batman like a spider like a like a spider no like <laughs> like, like all a, spiders do like that, a yeah. uh like batman's um uh, grappling hook right yeah yeah um but what was great about it was uh, and i think i said this already was this was essentially power rangers dialed up to 10 on the awesome <laughs> badass meter and because like Spider-Man would go up against like the putty foot soldiers, like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and he was just fighting them martial arts style. <laughs> yeah. And then he would use Leopardon. And for those of you who don't know, Leopardon was Spider-Man's Megazord. Like literally, exactly. If you're thinking of Power Rangers Megazords, Spider-Man had a Megazord of wow. his own. Like his own make, it was his own thing, man. It's as cool as it sounds. It too. really was. <laughs> like how it looks, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite little like you know treasures, trinkets, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, now I don't know if you would be making an American version or if you would seriously be doing a straight up like 
we're going to Japan and getting a Japanese studio to redo this. That'd like, be pretty cool, yeah. Whatever it takes. And like I said before, like, this isn't going to go to theaters. Like, this <laughs> would definitely be a, like, Netflix or Stars thing. Yeah. Excuse me. Direct-to-video, kind of like, uh, similar to, like, the old-school Godzilla movies. Exactly. That, that kind of look to it, yeah. Now, regarding our choice of actor, I don't know off the top of my head any Japanese actors. Right. Um, yeah. I do have, uh, now I'm not trying to profile in any way, but I actually have a really good choice. It's, he's Korean instead. Um, yeah. And that's Stephen, I hope I pronounce his last name, Stephen Yan, who is... Right. Um, he's Glenn on The Walking Glenn Dead. Glenn on The Walking Dead. That's a great choice. Hey, I, he's fantastic. He, he is, he's, he's again, he's got that Spider-Man look to him, man. Yeah. Like he's... He's younger, goofy, slender. Like he's got he's got it going on. When he's yeah. talking, he doesn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and now again, these are more similar traits to Peter Parker, maybe. But, and again, not that Yamashiro and Parko are the same person, but like trying to merge those characters together in a way. Right. Yeah. And like, if we are making an American version of this show, yeah, he's my he. That would be my guy. I. I That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a great you. choice. Yeah. That's some, yeah, that would be amazing if, uh, yeah, if people are curious, definitely check it out. I would, I just realized this. I feel like it takes a lot of inspiration from the Batman Adam West series. Kind of has a little bit of a like campiness to it. So it's a very fun show. It knows absolutely. It knows I would how ridiculous agree with it is. That. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 back when the superheroes were pure heart and. Like, even the worst bad guys weren't terrible. Like, yeah. it was just fun. Just conniving, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, like, it's cool that we've all matured, and it's cool that yeah. they're all a little edgier now, but, like, you also gotta love those times, yeah. man. You gotta love them. It's nice to have, you know, to... to, to um... Shout out to you, Mr. West. Hope you're okay. <laughs> oh. our, our thanks from Hide and Go Seek for... Everything you did. Yeah. Miss you, bud. <laughs> Going on. But, yeah, so... Uh, I'm trying to think of some good ones I've been thinking about on the way home from work usually and just kind of try not to bash my head against my steering wheel every day. Um, do, are you familiar with the characters from DC of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle at all? So, dinner. thanks. That was the dinner call <laughs> in the household. Very important at the High Go Seek office. We, <laughs> we, we keep up nutrition we eat three square meals a day plus breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> um but going off of that so booster gold and blue beetle i know blue beetle is such from young justice which right, right. brandon very influentially had me watch all the way through and it's amazing and now i don't know what i'm going to do with season three because there's no way in hell i'm going to be buying the dc streaming anyway same here Anyway, well, well, well. I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna wait for the DVD. I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I will end up buying it. Maybe it's five dollars a year. I'd do that. That's fine. But might just wait till the season's over and then just buy. And then we're gonna buy it online. We're gonna buy the series online. (laughs) For real. Uh, Uh, So moving on. Um, So, so so I know a little bit about Blue Beetle's background, but not. Booster Gold sounds familiar, but I no. The answer is Booster no. Gold is one of my favorite characters from DC Comics. Uh, <laughs> listener Anj will attest uh, 
she has called him a pig on various occasions, and I will uh, kind of uh, say that's kind of why I love that character. <laughs> he is a terrible, almost scumbag, very much a Star Lord esque kind of character, uh, sort of character for for DC Comics. But one of my favorite aspects about him is that he basically he's a superhero. But he's from the future. The only reason why he's actually a superhero is because he, he looked to the past and he looked at history. He saw all the great heroes of history and he saw all the great heroes of the Teen Titans and, and, and the Justice League and the Justice Society. Legends. Just all these people. He decided it would be a great way to go back in time and make money off of all this by becoming a superhero. So he was uh, an ex-football player from the future who was working as a security guard who took uh, some liberties with some of the technology there and went to the past to become, to become the best superhero of the 21st century. Unfortunately, he's not very good at being a superhero either. He's <laughs> kind of, he gets into a lot of fights, and he's kind of a, again, kind of a scumbag on occasion. There's also his Blue Beetle. The one from Young Justice is more of a, a reboot of uh, of the character, but there's an older character by the name um, of Ted Cord, who was in charge of Cord uh, Industries, who's basically, if you've read uh, Watchmen, uh, Night Owl was supposed to be. It was Blue Beetle. The original really? pitch, yeah, actually. So the the original pitch for Watchmen included uh, these characters from. It was, uh, it was Charleston um, imprint, the, this comics publication that with uh, DC at one point had purchased them, pretty much absorbed them into their company, and got their characters. These characters included uh, The Question, um, and Blue Beetle, one called Peacemaker, a few others that, uh, I think Captain Adam actually, uh, so... These characters were originally part of the pitch for Watchmen, where the question was originally in Warshak's role, which kind of makes sense. He has a similar kind of way of talking and way, like, how he is, and, um, Blue Beetle is, he's very much, he has, has, has gadgets, he knows, uh, all, all Kung Fu, all, all, these, all this, uh, martial arts and stuff, so he's kind of the same kind of character for that. So that was the original pitch for Watchmen. And huh, did not know. Yeah, so at the time, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, they come, they, they kind of come into play with the uh, the Justice League international era of that comics, written by uh, Keith Giffen and J.M. I think it's Dimateus. I think it's Greek. It's tough to say. I always forget how to say it. <laughs> I just butchered but... a Japanese name for five minutes, ten minutes straight. I think you're okay. <laughs> With art by, I think it's Kevin McGuire. Fantastic. One of my favorite artists. Best expressions and just in the industry. But particularly with Blue and Gold, uh, those two characters, I think uh, to kind of to kind of uh, just line it up with uh, two other two other people I really like in another duo. I think Key and Peel should play Booster Gold and, and Blue Beetle. Uh, Keegan Michael P and Jordan Peel, uh, those two actors who are fantastic on their own show. I'm not sure which ones would work for which character because I think uh, I think Keegan Michael Key can he can pull off the Booster Gold almost like 
the the most uh, the, the the bravado he has and kind of like I was like just gonna say that too more and I definitely think Peel narcissistic could be a little more innocent or or a little, a little more smarter. knightly yeah <laughs> so to speak I, right I, I'm I'm sure I'm butchering Blue Beetle a little bit here but <laughs> no it's, yeah it's definitely like that. especially with Key being more uh, self aware and yeah I think he's a little more a showboater he has yes. I mean especially yep. he played the uh, he played um. It was Luther in uh, Key and Peele, who was the anger translator for President <laughs> Obama at the time, yep. <laughs> which I'd rather have right now instead of our current president. But that's uh, besides the point. That's our usual from Heinko, so you got to fit that in there somewhere. But anyway, I think those two would be great for that, and then we could also expand it to a, um, a Justice League International movie, kind of make it a uh, more comedic version of kind of the the team usually know with some really good characters and kind of make it a little bit funnier make it even animated if you want to kind of them some they have some great uh voice actors in there i think andy daly would make a great um maxwell lord if you've ever heard his voice on any any podcasts or tv shows he's a great uh character actor who can play very full of himself and not as aware of his surroundings as uh, other characters. So that's kind of my pitch that kind of got expanded as I was talking. <laughs> that hey. last part sounded a lot like Pert Halfway from Parks and Recreation. Like, this is my pitch for the movie of Blue and Gold. <laughs> going back to you, Zach, who is now going to pitch us on his next movie. All Thank right. you. All right, all right, all right. So <laughs> now this is the shining moment, ladies and gents. So to recap real quick for you from the last episode, which yes, still The first thing was a Venom series. Then later on, I briefly mentioned a Miles Morales movie. And then along with that, there might be... We have our Superior Spider-Man movie. And our Yamashiro movie. Now... That's a lot of Spider-Man. That's a, that is, some might say, too many Spider-Man. Hush your mouth. There's no such thing. <laughs> but what you might say is that there's a whole universe of different Spider-Man. What are you trying to say? Is that there's a word for all these Spider-Man going around? We're making a Spider-Verse movie, folks. What could, what could that be? A Spider-Verse movie? I think you're pronouncing the word universe wrong. Uh, you're combining... A Spider-Man and universe? That's exactly, exactly right, Brandon. A so portmanteau for... of Spider-Man universe, what could this possibly mean? What could this mean for these characters? You keep mentioning them all together, as in they're related somehow, like they're going to be in the same conflict with each other? Or maybe they're working together, or against each other. No, I don't think so. No, Moving no. on, but <laughs> going back to Zach. So, for those of you who don't know, Spider-Verse is one of the most, uh, well, uh, excuse me, one of the most well-successful Spider-Man stories of the modern era of Spider-Man, um, again by Dan Slott, and it truly is a really good book, and the main premise of this book is that someone is jumping from, we're going off of the idea here that there is unlimited infinity 
universes all different from the other ones right um and right. someone is going from each universe hunting down spider-man from each universe so this comic again called spider-verse is about i'm keeping up man. the different spider-man who are being hunted coming together to fight this problem and now i have oh that's so weird we're getting a call right now uh we're gonna take that real quick uh we'll get back to you zach real quick and <laughs> all right listener you're on the air uh, yeah, this is Ned Schneebly. Um, I'm supposed to be in class in, like, an hour. I don't know where to go. Uh, you should probably call the school you're gonna be teaching at. Do you know, uh, do you know what this number is? We're, we're talking about comics. Do you teach comics in any way? Nah, dude. Actually, do you know what school I'm supposed to be teaching at? Uh... One sec, uh, oh, I think, um, oh, what's that? Something, I think there's something behind you. It's gonna be turning off your phone right now. Are you? Oh, shucks, we lost him. Man, we're gonna get back to Spider-Verse right now and see what this means. What does it mean for I hope the best these characters? He's, he seems like a good He dude. seems like yeah. a good, kind-hearted soul. Yeah. Anyway, so, 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 like I said... It's about all these different Spider-Man coming together. So, in this idea that each of these movies I've pitched, all of them had to have been made. So, I am just 100% the best idea person, (laughs) and you have to do everything I say. Yeah. Um, So, what that would mean is we would be collecting, in one movie, my John Krasinski Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. My um, uh, Stephen Young... Takuya Yamashiro Spider-Man. My Venom would be my preference of... If you remember, I said... uh, This would be Agent Venom. We're past... uh, We're we're past the uh, Eddie Brock Venom. So it would be Agent Venom, who I said would be Michael B. Jordan. Great choice. Um, And then, to really bring it home, we would be bringing back Tobey Maguire... And Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You would ha- to absolutely pound the idea that this is everyone that has ever been a Spider-Man. Yeah. So this really raises the stakes of... And obviously Tom Holland. <laughs> He's, yeah, the current Wonderful kid. iteration of Spider-Man. This kind of raises the stakes of what this means. It's not just Tom Holland. It's every Spider-Man ever. Exactly. Every spider would this also include uh, some other kind of off-kilter characters and kind of uh, variations on other characters from the past that maybe the listeners don't really know about? I'm glad you asked, Brandon, because so I had said that I have introduced a few new actors and, act- and characters in my Spider-Verse with the previous movies, but I have two specifically new characters that would be introduced in the Spider-Verse movie. Okay. One of them is a long-time uh, character favorite and some might love him some might hate him some might think he'd probably taste delicious boiled and not boiled uh, fried and put on a sandwich and that would be our wonderful spider ham <laughs> I was hoping it was getting to that so spider ham is a pig that becomes spider man right in a universe where it's As all animals does. talking yeah He's literally a cartoon pig that is Spider-Man, and that's why he calls himself Spider-Ham. 
I don't know much more than that, and I don't really want to care to go into detail. That's okay. He's a complete asshole. <laughs> and that is why I think he would be a great, hilarious addition. The most comic relief that possible in a movie full of Spider-Man that are either funny or not funny. Right. Um, and to that, I have... I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't get cast as him, but I would cast my favorite Spider-Man voice actor, Josh Keaton, to play him. That's a great choice. Josh Keaton voiced Spider-Man in the Spectacular Spider-Man animated television series, and that is one of the, again, most underrated Spider-Man iterations of all time. Um, and I think Keaton did a great job. Uh, I love that he got brought back for Shattered Dimensions. I don't know if you played that Spider-Man yeah, game. I did not. Um, meh of a game, but it was awesome <laughs> having the voice right. cast. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway, cool. that that's I would absolutely give him that chance to be involved in the Spider-Man films in sense of giving him Spider-Ham, because yeah. I think he would kill it. Yeah. Now, my other character is one that you might know, but you might not understand. She's fierce. She's blonde. Hmm. And this is Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, ladies and gentlemen, is a universe where Gwen Stacy got bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker. Huh. And she became Spider-Man, or okay. Spider-Woman. Now, we've had two Gwen Stacys, but we all know that if I'm doing a Spider-Gwen, I'm bringing Emma Stone back to play Spider-Gwen. Great choice, great choice. She, yeah. she played her in the Amazing Spider-Man films. She was amazing in them, yeah. She was. She was truly. I did not great... mean to do that. <laughs> you never do. That's the thing with Spider Man. You're gonna yeah. call him amazing, and you never know. You it never just mean. Happens. So. Yeah. He's great. He's spectacular. Web of. But I think it'd be really cool to kind of come back around with that. And a great moment would be to have the Amazing Spider Man uh, from from this uh, from that those two movies, Andrew Garfield, kind of encounter Spider Gwen at some point. They kind of have a moment of well, in in. In those movies, she unfortunately she died, um, and it was his fault. And I think it'd be be very powerful. Almost before the the last battle, where they go in, they kind of have this moment of they don't really say anything. They just kind of look at each other and just there's a very a sad uh, understanding between them. Like, huh, like that's you're you from a different dimension, and they recognize each other, but they're not the same people. Yep. And another thing, if you didn't know, uh, Spider Gwen's dimension peter parker died right right so both of them missed the other yeah so it would be a great closure to any fans of the amazing spider-man series yeah um and i i i i just think that that movie that would just it just blows your mind right (laughs) it would just be an avengers justice league type thing but purely different spider-man and I I, i could go on and on um like, I'm not sure... The villain in the Spider-Verse comic is... Uh, uh, I'm actually drawing a blank. Is it Morlun? Mor- Morlun, yes. Yes. Who is a vampire-esque character. Um, it would be very interesting to see him on screen. Yeah. I almost would rather replace him with Mysterio. That's a great choice. Which yeah. would not be as strong as a villain, but a much more simple villain for uh, the modern audience to follow. Yeah. I there's feel like a it'd lot... be easier to to watch. Right. But um there's a lot of baggage that comes with more than. Exactly. Yeah. And but but I, I digress. It's neither here nor there. The big thing is obviously 
I all of these actors coming back from various films, various franchises right, right, right. in this movie. And 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 if this movie were to be made with just Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, I would be ecstatic. That would be enough for me. I love it. I'm hoping this will be made uh, tomorrow and we can watch it in theaters. <laughs> I really hope so. Why have you not hired us yet, guys? <laughs> what is going on? But So I have one more, and I've been thinking about it, and I just had another idea for it, and I kind of want to combine some ideas. I want to get your just off-the-cuff reaction to this. Sure, sure. Uh, I want to call it, um, let's call it Apartment Building uh, 616. You'll get why some people will get that reference, but 616 is the reference to the Marvel Universe that we know and love, the main one, uh, 616 is kind of the, the world that, um, in Marvel, that there's several different, uh, universes, but the one we know and love is 616. I want to name it 616, kind of as a, a cheeky little kind of nod to that, but I want it to be an ensemble comedy about, uh, these off-kilter characters that kind of live in the same, not me, me may not live, but they work in the same building. And these people who work in the same building, they're, uh, they have particular skills and uh, characteristics that make them much much more equipped to handle certain cases. Uh, these people would include uh, She-Hulk, uh, Howard the Duck, and Hellcat, all working in one apartment building. Wow. That it's is they... a bizarre, bizarre group. <laughs> I'm very interested. So, uh... That's pretty much, that's, uh, I would have it uh, being showrun by the guy who did uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec, Michael Schur. Uh, he's, great, he's a great writer. Make it a, I think, a, a split between a comedy and drama. And kind of show, you know, e each person has their uh, has their episodes, kind of show what they're working on, what cases kind of split it up. And then at times, you could have them come together to work on one case or have like uh, sort of like a little crossover for them. Uh, for casting, I would, I would keep the same woman who's playing uh, Hellcat on Jessica Jones. If you don't know, the best friend to, uh, to, uh, to Jessica, who is the the the, the radio show host, she is actually uh, uh, Patsy Walker, is actually Hellcat uh, in the comic. So maybe eventually we'll see her on on that show. She'll have her own uh, own powers and costume, but. I think she's a pretty good actress, and I think she'd be pretty fun to have in uh, this world. For She-Hulk, I'm going to go with a little inspired casting. It's not what people would think, but it's a little different. I think uh, Aubrey Plaza as She-Hulk. Really? Which is a very uh, like left-field choice, that's I a, know. That's a bold move, sir. But I like, uh, especially after, um, after Legion, she's a fearless actress she really just goes for it she really gets into the character she can do basically anything and i would love to see her That's what i hear like, i'd love to see her play something where she's not so much annoyed but she does like she she does a great uh almost stern kind of like she's getting angry and you can tell when she is and you gotta play that with she hulk you gotta be calm but then you also get like she uses her strength like uh on just everyday situations but unlike her cousin, the regular Hulk, you know, she doesn't get as angry all the time and go on a uh, rampage. For Howard the Duck, I really like having him in there because I want to have an, almost an outside perspective on this whole thing. Like, uh, everyone else who thinks this barn building 
they think it's fine. They're used to it. But Howard, he's he's still kind of, he's trying to find his way in the world. He's not sure like what he's supposed to do. Like what is he? How like how's he supposed to fit in if he's an anthropomorphic duck? And he's and he's a PI. He's trying to figure out these cases. For his voice, this is a little tough because I've been trying to figure out because he. I think my favorite part about Howard is that he is very funny, but he's also, he's very sympathetic. You feel bad because he, he's like, he's out of his home dimension. Like, if I was, uh, if I was placed in a world of all ducks, I would be also pretty frustrated with what, what's going on. But I think to nail that comedy uh, and drama, I think Steve Carell could do a great Howard the Duck voice. Wow. Very, again, out of left field kind of boy, uh, choice, but I think he can play a very damaged and sad character with Michael Scott from The Office. He's very funny and very hyper, but he can play someone who has known a lot of pain and trauma over the years. But I was curious if you had any ideas for How the Duck. So, first of all, I'm just going to say that was a real wild choice that I very much liked. Thank you. Um... I underestimate Steve Carell, and every time I see or hear him, I get impressed. Yeah. So it's like, it's that thing, I never think to think of him, but when he's there, it's like, why didn't I think of him? I wasn't sure, but I was like, you know what, I think he he could pull it off. I totally, yeah. He's pretty talented. Um, I do have, actually, a choice idea for each person. I'm really curious. Yeah, Um, I would love to hear. Yeah, so not to, not to, but so, uh. Um, oh, we're out of time. Never mind. We can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it's, and, and this isn't. I think they would be better. It's really, I just think as well as could. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and if there are any any other characters you think hold on, in the uh, before before I get to say that, it looks like we might have another caller again. Oh no! Oh man! Let's see. Hello, you're on Hide and Go Seek podcast. Are you sure you're on the right number this time? Long time listener, first time caller. Really excited about this. Uh, I heard you guys uh, were, were talking about comics. Uh, I am a huge fan of comics, um, particularly the ones you read from uh, right to left. Uh, the uh, all, my, all my favorites are from there. Astro Boy and probably top of the list. Uh, oh, from there, I would up, go with uh, Uzu, Uzumaki. Shut it's a up, great shut comic. Shut very, up. Terrifying. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, Naruto, Shut up. of Shut course. Up. No, probably... click. That wow, the he just kept going, he wouldn't stop even after you would you kept saying uh, I, "shut up." I I can't. I wanted to cut in so badly, but I just I was so taken aback by how much knowledge he had. That was that's. I know he impressive. actually was calling about what we were talking about, but I just couldn't take it anymore. You know what? I just couldn't take it. I understand perfectly. Yeah, I think you made the right choice. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I'm going to take some, like, 1,000 milligram Tylenol (laughs) and uh, get back to what was on hand. Um, No, so, uh, if I were to put my two pitches out there for, and and I know we haven't really done this before, but I I actually just feel like this is also two good ideas. So, riding this office train, because we're just pulling people (laughs) left and right from the office. (laughs) I kind of did, yeah. Um, Also, from Parks and Rec, though, I totally forget the actress's name, but the person who plays Karen on The Office, you would know her as oh, Anne wow. in Parks and Rec. Yeah. I would say she'd be a pretty darn good uh, She-Hulk. She, that's a great choice, too. I think she has... She she does do a great job in Parks and Rec when she does get... Like, when she does, like, snap at people, she gets very angry and just kind of, like, immediately kind of happens. And she... 
she like stands up for herself and she knows how to talk to people and it's but she, she's also very like compassionate as a character yeah she's she, she might be a little uh, to be honest she might be a little too compassionate as a person um and which is why Aubrey Plaza would probably be a little better right but right. I just uh, I'm currently watching The Office actually for the first time <laughs> um, in season three and her character as Karen just looks like a lawyer and she does yeah she has and that, I just that look to her. I just could easily just see her being She-Hulk I just think like I do, I think when she's stern she's stern and when she's yeah. compassionate she's compassionate like I think she could pull that off pretty well yeah. I'm going to yeah I'm going to take that choice I'm going to put her as She-Hulk and I'm actually going to change Hellcat to Opry Paws because I'm going to keep her in there because she's amazing <laughs> uh, and like yeah, the actress who plays her is good but Opry Paws is a lot you need someone a little more hyper, a little more like kind of energetic for Hel- for Hellcat. Like, I think for for Patsy, you, you, uh, the actor's great, the actress is great, but for Hellcat, you need someone a little more off the wall for something like that. But were we other ideas? I so was what... the next thing, the, yeah. the the last one left is Howard the Duck. Yeah. And um, I forget who I have told this to before, but so. You're, you're, you you mentioned Howard the Duck being a little more sympathetic and like like you get the you get the gross grit side of Howard the Duck but then yeah. you also get the confused loner right yeah yeah this is gonna go more towards the confused or the gross grit side <laughs> but I think on a comedy side Danny DeVito would be an amazing Howard the oh, Duck oh wow yeah that's that would be fantastic I would love to see that um, <laughs> or now, hear that yeah. now to get your to to be if he were to get a little emotional, I would hope that he could pull some of that uh, Phil from Hercules out because that, yeah. there's that one scene where he's pretty heartbroken from Hercules and yeah. and you know he's about to leave forever type of thing. And it's a rough time. I, I gotta say, like Danny DeVito nailed that scene, and that's yeah. voice acting. So that yeah, would be yeah. he, he's not gonna actually be a duck. He's gonna I was be actually, voice acting. <laughs> I was gonna ask, would you want him to do just the voice or like just a just Danny DeVito in a duck <laughs> just duck costume and mostly just the the voice of Frank from uh, It's Always Sunny, right? But that's what I'm that, Howard the Duck. <laughs> that's that's exactly like I just think that. That, uh, that, you know, that, that, that Frank from It's Always Sunny dark humor, like, would yeah. work really well with the dark humor of Howard the Duck. That's fantastic, um, yeah. But, I but that. I do think that Steve Carell would get a little, little more sincere with it at times. Um, but that was just, that was my little, my little, bloop. That's great, yeah. And, do you have any other ideas for characters that would fit in this? Because it's tough to find, like, kind of off-kilter kind of characters like this for apartment building 616 yeah. yeah um i think a good pick actually would be squirrel girl for this how did i not think of that yeah that's a that's a great choice you um, would have someone like that yeah like because squirrel girl you, like is that so so you've got your comedic relief in howard the duck but yeah. that's in a very rocket raccoon dark comic relief yeah and it's always nice to have a light comic relief person yeah. um which in guardians would be something like Groot. yeah, yeah. um and here, I think that would be Squirrel Girl. She's yeah. your innocent, uh, happy-go-lucky girl, and always she... optimistic. Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me of a character from the show The Middle. I cannot remember her, her name. Her name is plays, actually uh, Eden Sher, and she plays Sue Heck on The Middle. For listeners who don't know, Zach picked up his notebook and read it off the paper. She might be referenced in a. Uh, a bonus round that I have going 
after this. Which is a great segue to go to our bonus round. Ding, 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 Let's hear it, Zach. What is the bonus round, ladies and gentlemen? So, this is my long shot bonus round unrelated to anything I have said so far in either podcast. Wow. Okay. And this would be a Sailor Moon movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's So, let's hear it. My girlfriend is a huge Sailor Moon fan, and I have watched way more of it than I would care to admit. <laughs> it's great though, yeah. And I will honestly tell you it is, you know, it's it's one of those historical shows that's it's up there with Dragon Ball Z, which I also don't care for, but huh. I know it's We're gonna, not allowed to say A that, lot of people are going to shoot me on the spot for that one. Well, but 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 on on sense of I admit that these things are, you know, idolistic yeah, huge moments. They've the they've done point. a lot for the industry type of thing. Yeah. Um. And you know what? I was thinking about it the one day, and I was like, this could make a Sailor Moon movie happen. And that's this this the following the following three things I think, <laughs> two of them more than the other than the last one. Now, this first thing is the. Number one reason to do it, and it's having director Josh Whedon do a Sailor Moon movie. I don't know how he feels about Sailor Moon, (laughs) but I just think he, when he gets creative, yeah, when he gets uh, Doctor Horrible, yeah, like he goes all over with his characters, yeah, and I think that after a movie like The Avengers, and Avengers 2, he was very clearly, you know, they were holding his hand a little more. Yeah. Uh, Avengers 1, he had that team movie, completely creative freedom, and he nailed it. Yeah. And I'd like to see him try and do this, because I think he'd kill it. That's a... Wow. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So... Where are the other parts of this? I'm the next part... What, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board, but I want to I wanna see, like, what... What else there? What else could there be to this? Yeah. So the reason I knew to say, uh, Sue Hex <laughs> actress of Eden Share, I hope I'm saying her name right, is because I would cast her as Sailor Moon herself. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! That's that's a great choice. So vo- yeah. those of you who don't know Sailor Moon, like I unfortunately do, um, she is a very stumbly, uh, klutzy, fun, just good time. Uh, girl, she's yeah. just a happy person. She just loves life, and she also can't walk two feet without tripping on her own feet. <laughs> she uh, can't walk down the block without crying for some reason because maybe a boy <laughs> looked at her meanly. Right. Yeah. Um. And for those reasons, I think that the giggly actress that plays Sue Heck <laughs> in the middle would be yeah. perfect. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, she's already fantastic. She's one of my favorite parts of that show. That's an amazing choice. Yeah. Um. And then the last thing that I thought of was, uh, uh, this is a little, she's, she's kind of changed a bit since I had this idea. Um, but oh, uh, like older or not older, sorry, younger, uh, Ariel Winter who plays Alex right, Dumphy yeah. in Modern Family. Yeah. So she nails that super, uh, introvert, I think is the right word. Definitely. Yeah. Introvert, uh, nerd girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's come a little more out of her shell, uh, like the past year or two, I guess you could say. But yeah. like, I mean, as an actress, she still nails the character. Yeah. Um, and I think that she would really, really well as Sailor Mercury, 
which for those of you who don't know, is one of Sailor Moon's best friends and super nerdy beyond belief. (laughs) So I think those two actresses paired up, which I've always wanted like a modern family slash middle like yeah like, like some like kind of some kind of something you know like they're up, yeah. both in disney for a day or you yeah. know whatever <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. um so so i like the idea of taking an actress from each of those shows and yeah. then putting that with joss whedon i i think this random sailor moon movie could work yeah now wow. i wish to never say the word sailor moon again and i'm gonna just <laughs> quietly <did>. walk away <laughs> i i'm on board i yeah i would love it i think i would It'd be different. Be, I would on day one, I would support it, because I think that's a great choice and some really fun ideas a lot with that. And that's kind of what this this whole episode's about. Speaking of this episode, I think it's time to wrap it up. We're wrap it up and ship it out. New motto. <laughs> Did it again. <laughs> of hide and go see. <laughs> hide and go see, wrapping up, shitting out, sh- shipping out. Oh, oh. Uh, looks like we got another caller. We got a few callers come in right now. Um, well, Let's just take them all at once. We'll just... Maybe we should just clear them out. Just like, all right. Uh, chung, chung, chung. Hi, this is Jimmy again. I'm still trying to get to the other hey, show. Uh, can, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think I think you guys should talk about anime for the next episode. I think there's a lot of guys, stuff. Guys, I still can't that. find my school. Uh, okay, I think we should. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. End can this. we please just like uh, all uh, these guys are? Oh no, we're. Sh- oh no, we're shot. Uh, 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 and okay. Clickety clack and don't call back. <laughs> Hopefully they get the point of that. And that, Brandon, is why you don't want to take callers on a talk show. Yeah, it is a terrible idea. Or on a podcast. (laughs) But anyway, we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning into our antics. Hopefully we did less sound effects as last time. More callers coming in. Really weird how that happened. You wouldn't think our setup would allow for that. But life finds... uh, Say it! Say it! Say it! Say it! (laughs) Life uh, finds a way. Damn right it does. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you didn't stop to think if you shouldn't. I, never mind. I'm gonna stop that quote. I can't even do it. That's the worst part. I go 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 go. <laughs> Let's go faster. Let's go faster. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna stop doing Jurassic Park quotes. But Spielberg, great director. Anyway, let's wrap up this episode and ship it out back onto the podcast factory you can crank out another one just working all day at that podcast uh, outlet. that's another how they just go yeah. flying out <laughs> but anyway i want to thank our very special guest for his last time being on this podcast i mean his second time being on this podcast but hopefully not the last we'll have him again on soon every week he'll be on we'll figure something out not every week maybe in the future Hopefully in the future. Never in the future. All the futures. Who knows? Infinite possibilities. Infinite universes. From Spider-Verse. We're going to learn at Zach first. <laughs> I was just going to say. Probably can go seek first. It's spin-off. This is Zach-verse. It's just a bunch of Zaxy on each other. Just all of them. Just, one of them's just angry all the time. One of them's just like crying <laughs> in a corner. One of them is just perpetually trying to get in a car and drive away. The one of them is from the universe that Kingdom Hearts came out, but it's but it was bad. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out too evil. early, and yeah, it's just terrible. And he's, he's, he's the villain. He's uh, <laughs> the bad the bad Zack. Uh, he's given up comics and games entirely. Oh my god. There's actually two versions of these. One of them gave up comics and video games entirely and went on to be 
just a complete loner and like just just gave up on life. Yeah. And the other one took it to anger and he just <laughs> aggression and he he's just he's just punching out names. He's just taking names and. Zach cracked Zach just cracked his knuckles on command there, so you know he means business. Evil Zach is pretty bad. He's coming out, yeah. Zach Zach already had facial hair before we saw this podcast, but it became more pronounced as he said that, like it, like it was it was trying to make itself known. But anyway, thanks again, Zach, for being on. Thanks to our listeners. We're gonna uh, one last segment. We're gonna do uh, social media uh, plugs, kind of make sure everyone knows where we can find everybody. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Check us out. Uh, make sure Ryan's okay. Tweet at him to make sure he gets back from the gala. Uh, we are hoping for his return, hopefully soon. Another episode with with him on it. Um, I updates. hope he saves the Burger Kingdom. Yeah, you know, uh, you never know. It's a very it's a daunting task. It's a turbulent time for them. You know, it, it's been uh, difficult. They've been having some treaties um, with McDonald's. Uh, with their land recently so it's been we'll hopefully hear back from him and hear what he says and then uh welcome updates on our fast food lists those are going to be changing very soon and if you want to find zach on social media uh his main youtube channel and i'll let him take this over because he will probably know it better than myself (laughs) so i'm on youtube as the philly gamer um I mean that's that's it's the Philly gamer. I got a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff going. I've also been trying to branch out with uh, when I do uh, caffeine co-op with Brandon and that's hopefully me. some other guests too soon. And that's when we play random video games as a team, uh, some Spider-Man videos. But you know, just just a dude talking about comics and video games. It's all it is, and it's fun times. And uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the underscore Philly gamer, but think so good well, luck if it's not um we'll figure I out tried. We'll, we'll drop a link on the facebook page and we'll let you know if any of this is wrong it probably all is and if you want to send in your suggestions for comic book movies we'll maybe have a part three at some point or or i'll just read the suggestions in a uh half minute podcast which will be just one person thank you Ange, again for your suggestion <laughs> bless your heart uh, until then, this is Hide and Go Seek signing off. Uh, this has been Brandon. And I'm Zach. Thank you for listening. Good night.